And I want to welcome everybody to Chase Oaks, or I guess you should welcome me. I feel like I've been gone, you know, so long back. Um, but it's, it is great to be back. I've been on study break, and it was an honor to pray for you while I was there. And thank you for praying for me. And you must have, because it was very productive and very energizing. And, uh, and it, that's when I plan for the whole year. And it's going to be a momentous year. In the best sense of the word. And you're going to see that. I mean, I'm not just, you know, you can tell you, pastors always say it. I promise you'll get to this time next year. I'll be like, yep, this was one for the history books. And you'll see why as we go be a big, uh, really, really big year for our church. And today is a very momentous time for a number of people who will take a really big step in their life. And it might even be you, whether you plan to do this or not. Uh, Because we've prepared for that. We'll talk about that. But that is the step of baptism. And today we're going to talk about that and why it's such a big deal. And and some people will get baptized. And again, maybe even you. But uh, it's why I'm wearing this jersey. um, Because baptism is kind of like jersey day. Um, And I I decided, you you might wonder why I'm wearing an Alabama jersey. And it's because I'm a Christian. And, you know, like, what would Jesus do? Bracelets and stuff. It's the only answer I could come up with. And so I, of course, I wore an Alabama jersey. But, um, but already it's been a little controversial. I, I, like one person said, you know, when I saw that, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. So I think Sunday I might, I might switch to my Ranger, uh, to the right. You think I should? Because they're awesome, right? They're doing great. But the truth is I didn't, you know, I don't play for the Rangers. I didn't play for Alabama. Um, but I did play, uh, this is my Jersey from, uh, like ninth grade or something, uh, for, I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama. I played hockey and, um, and I played for, this is the travel team. I played for the Huntsville Amateur Hockey Association. Ha ha. Which when you're a team from Alabama traveling around the country in places like Michigan and Minnesota and all that. It, yeah. Ha ha fits great. They've actually been smart enough to change it. Now it's North Alabama. So it's Naha to get away from that. But, um, but I remember we were one of the first hockey teams in the South, hockey programs in the South, because, you know, Huntsville is built around the space industry, and so there's people came in from everywhere, they brought hockey with them. So we would come to places like Dallas and uh, Charlotte and Atlanta and clean up, you know, because we'd been playing longer. And then the second part of the season was like Minnesota, Canada, Michigan, and very humbling. Let's put it that way. Uh, when you get beat in hockey 21 to nothing, that's not, that's not great, right? So... Um, those Canadians are not friendly. They seem like it, but they're not. Um, but, you know, so Jersey Day, when I talk about that, you know, it's, I, I remember getting this jersey and being so proud to be on the travel team and, and to be able to do that. And it was a big deal. And baptism is like Jersey Day. It's when you get your jersey. It's when you say, you know what, I'm on the team. And, and this team, once you get on it, you, the, the coach doesn't drop you. You don't age out. You don't flame out. Because he commits to you when we commit to him. And he doesn't break his commitment. And one day there will also be trophy day. And that's exciting too. You know, Paul talked about that uh, in Second Timothy to his wife. He said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, the trophy, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Not only to me, but also all who have longed for his appearing, who've lived for his purposes, who've lived in light of eternity. The trophy day will be great. But it's interesting to me that I didn't save any of my trophies, but I saved all my jerseys. I don't know why, but somehow that's just, you know, a little more significant for me. I mean, I'm looking forward to trophy day and the reward and all that. But there's something very, very powerful about jersey day. 
When you get your jersey and you say, you know what, I'm, I'm in. I want everybody to know it. So I'm wearing the jersey. And that really is what baptism is. It's an outer display of an inner decision to follow Jesus and to say, I want to live for him. And I want my life to be about him. And I want to be on that team. And I want him to change my life. I don't want to be used by him to change, to be involved in changing the world. And, and as I said, you may choose to do that. Some people are already ready, whether you're ready or not. It, this may be your day to take the step to do that. We've got clothes for you to change into. You'll hear about that. But, um, but also, I, I want to make sure that we really understand what we're talking about. Because there's a lot of confusion about baptism. And, and just the, the big picture is baptism is the first thing that Jesus asks any Jesus follower to do. It's the first step of obedience in Matthew 28 of what he gave the mission to his followers, to, his, to the team, first members of the team. He said, therefore, go and make disciples, which just means Jesus followers, people who live for Jesus. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. So before teaching them to obey, before really living for Jesus, the first thing is baptizing them. And that's why when you look in the New Testament, like in the book of Acts, when you see people who come to know Jesus, almost immediately they get baptized. Because that's like the first thing you did. Jesus got baptized to model that and to say, yeah, this is, I mean, he did it. He asks us to do it. It's not one of those add-ons. It's not one of those extras. It is not optional. It is something that Jesus asks all Christ followers to do. But as I said, there's a lot of confusion about that because... You know, a lot of us come, if you grew up in church or some religious tradition, traditions are all different. And so in, in some, you know, some do it this way, some do it that way, some do this, some don't do that. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and just to say, what, let's take a fresh look biblically at what this is about. And then if you are not, a, if you didn't grow up in a Christian home or in a religious home, then baptism is a pretty weird thing to do. Like, you know, where else do people choose to get dunked? Underwater in front of a bunch of people they don't really know. Uh, I, I mean, I guess if you're at a fair and you're in the dunking booth or something, but other than that, I can't think of that. And so what, what is it? Like, like, why is this such a big thing? Why is this such a big deal? What is it all about? So we're going to just look at some big questions about baptism to make sure we just take a fresh look, understand what it is, and then we'll make it happen. And so here's some of the questions that I want to make sure that we look at. One is... Who should get baptized? Oh, you know what? I forgot. I brought snow back from Colorado. And I, I forgot all about it. So you want some? Uh, there you go. Um, and, uh, oh, man, it's nasty. This is fake snow. I tried to bring real snow and because there was some up there. But, but when you're doing a 14-hour drive, when I left, it was 49 degrees very early in the morning. Don't you hate me right now? You're like, I hate, I knew I hated that guy. No, I really hate that guy. But, um, but by the time I got here, it was 106. So real snow doesn't last in that. So I, they have some fake snow you can buy and it's nasty. So that just not going to happen. So, um, anyway, here's the first question. Who should get baptized? Babies or people old enough to decide? Cause that's a big deal. There's church traditions that baptize infants and, and have infant. Many of you, I'm sure were baptized as an infant, as a baby. And then some, who don't do that. And so, you know, what's, what's up with that? You know, why? Because again, you can, there's streams of the church that go this way, streams of the church that go that way. And, and there's reasons for that. Like for people who baptize infants, they can look at the old Testament in, in that area where, where circumcision was the thing that you did to kind of show you're part of the covenant family, God's covenant family. 
And circumcision happened like at day seven, I think. So little babies. And then you've got baptism. And, and in that tradition, baptism is like the New Testament version of that. I mean, there's a lot of difference between circumcision and baptism. But still, they, they, it's you know, kind of similar in some ways as a step of obedience. And yet, uh, and so, you know, that's, I get it, you know, but as we look at it, we're, we're not in that stream because as we look at the New Testament, um, what we see is that every time you see somebody being baptized, it's after belief, meaning belief precedes baptism, that, that baptism was for people old enough to make that decision, old enough to decide. Uh, you don't see any babies being baptized in the New Testament, or any instructions to do that. What you do see is a bunch of people who, when they are old enough to make that decision, make that decision and right away or very early get baptized. Uh, for example, in Acts 2.41, the first day of the church, it says those who accepted his, Peter's message, were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So these 3,000 people believed and then were baptized. There's a bunch of these passages, just one more. Uh, we'll look at this a little bit later um, in Acts 8, 12. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. When they believed, they were baptized, both men and women. And so we believe that uh, in what, who we baptize is people old enough to decide. And, and your baby, you know, some of you have babies. I just heard a baby a little bit ago. Hello, baby. And, um, and it, I'm glad you're here and, um, really, and, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, we're in sync, but, uh, but, and babies are cute and I'm sure your baby's the cutest and your baby's the smartest and most brilliant baby ever. I, I really, I'm sure you're right, but I don't think they can make the decision to follow Jesus on their own. I, you know, and all this. so we, we would wait for that. Now, what we do is baby dedications, which is a very similar idea, but a baby dedication uh, which we have. And if you have a baby here and you want to dedicate them, you can uh, just look for that. Look online, call the church. Hey, I really want to do that. Um, but uh, but that's really a dedication to parents to say we want to raise our child in a way where they have every opportunity to come to know Jesus and follow him. And as a church, it's also our way of saying, hey, that matters to us, too. And we can do everything we can to come alongside you as a family. And that's what baby dedication is. And I think that's really important. But if you're baptized as a baby, I would encourage you to get baptized as a believer, if you are one, as an adult. Um, I just think that's a really important marker event in your life, as we'll talk about. And, uh, and, and sometimes people freak out a little bit about that, because they're like, yeah, but my mom, what is she going to think? Because I was baptized as a baby, and I think she'll be happy. Uh, you don't, there's no baptism shaming. I mean, what they did was a beautiful thing. So just say, hey, look, what you did was wonderful, and I know you hoped that one day I would grow into that. That I would choose to follow Christ. That I would choose to make my own decision to do that because that's what you wanted for me. That's why you did that and I thank you for that. And now I, I'm going to like second that motion with my own decision to follow Jesus. And so if, that's, if, if, you're, if you're baptized as a baby not as an adult, I encourage you to make that step. Another question is dunking or sprinkling. Because there's different traditions, right? Some people sprinkle so you don't have to get that wet. Some people dunk. You have to get pretty wet, you know, and, and, uh, and I have a, a granddaughter. I got to see that they live in Colorado. This is Eden. I also have a younger granddaughter, Mabel, and she has a donut with sprinkles. Now, donuts, right, you have to dunk, you have to dunk in oil, right, to cook. But Eden will tell you her favorite food by far. You can see her passion for this donut, her love for this donut. 
Her favorite food by far is donuts with sprinkles. Because for her, a donut is not a donut if it doesn't have sprinkles. So you have donut, you have dunking because you have to dunk it to cook it. And you have sprinkles. And in the church, you have dunk and sprinkle. And honestly, this isn't the biggest deal in the world. Uh, you know, I, if, if people say, man, I just want to be sprinkled, we're not going to make a big argument about that. However, we are dunkers. And here, here's why we're dunkers. Uh, two big reasons. Uh, one is in the New Testament, believe that's what happened. And, and I think the confusion happened because when they were translating the New Testament from Greek, Koine Greek, into English, they made a weird decision with the word baptize. And that is they decided not to translate it, but instead to transliterate it. So baptizo, um, so those are anglicized versions of the word, but baptizo, all they did is they took the B, which is beta in Greek, and Alpha and P or Pi is we learned in, in math, but P is the way they say uh, Tau, Iota, uh, it, so on. Is they just made a new word. Um, they just made a Bible word. There's a few like that. Angels, one of those. There's a, and so, and, and it, which is unfortunate because it makes it just a church word. It makes it just like a holy word. It makes it like, and baptizo was a word that was used all the time in their culture. It wasn't an abnormal word. It wasn't a church word. I mean, they pulled it into church to talk about this thing that we're talking about, but it was a very normal word to talk about submerging something. Like they would, baptizo is the Greek verb. They would do that. They would baptizo their clothes. They were dirty to wash them. They weren't trying to make holy clothes. Uh, if they made donuts back then, they would talk about it that way. They would baptizo the dough into oil, not to make church donuts, even though I think that's a good idea, church donuts. But, um, but they, that's not what they were trying to do. They were just, you know, dunking them in some So I think 2,000 years ago, it wouldn't be that confusing. Um, but it's become confusing because of that decision that translators made centuries ago. And uh, so, you know, like John the Baptist could be, it would be like people would have said, oh, yeah, he's, he's the guy who dunks people underwater. He's the dunker. John the dunker is really what it would be. Um, not basketball, but, you know, uh, maybe he did that too. I don't know. But um, So the other reason is that we believe it's the best picture of what happens in, in baptism, what baptism is, is trying to picture. Paul talks about that in Romans 6, 7, and 8. He talks about how when we're baptized, it's like we, we die to our old life, like when you go into the water, and then you're raised up. He, Jesus raises us up to a new life. And dunking is a picture of that. And in a little bit, when we see people baptized, you'll see people go under the water. It's like dying to their old way of life and being raised up to a whole new life. We believe that's a very powerful picture. So we're dunkers, but we're not going to fight about it. Like if somebody really wants to be sprinkled, then you will, we'll sprinkle. Um, another question is who can baptize others, just pastors or normal people? Because as I always say, pastors are not normal people. Trust me, I am one. I mean, I, I was just with a group of pastors in Wyoming at the end of my break, a group of senior pastors, because I'm, by God's grace, in a pretty good place. I'm not burned out. I'm not, like, all upset about church or tired or whatever, right, jaded. Um, God has me in a good place. And I think that's a stewardship to do whatever I can to help pastors who are not in a good place. And so I was with about 16 pastors uh, we did this retreat, uh, senior pastors around the country, some amazing people, but I'm telling you, they were not normal. They were characters, which is great. Who wants to be normal, right? These are incredible people that God is using 
And, uh, and it was, and I'm going to continue to do that kind of stuff. Um, and, and pray for that too. Just pray for pastors. It's, it's been a difficult time for a lot of pastors. And so pray for them. But in the New Testament, there wasn't like, kind of like the same professional class. Like I'm paid to be a Christian, right? But th- that really wasn't so much a thing. That's, that, you know, started and, and all that. There's nothing wrong with it. But what that makes it seem like is, well, only pastors can do certain things. And in the New Testament, that wasn't that thought. In, in the New Testament theology is every Christian is a minister. and has gifts and abilities and, and that God uses to do ministry. And so you may be a computer programmer or a sales director, but if you're a Christian, you're also a minister. And you've been given gifts and abilities and responsibility to use those in, in what God's doing in the world and in the church and so on. And so all that to say, in the New Testament, it wasn't just the pros, like pushing everybody out of the way to say, hey, let me show you how to baptize. I really know, you know, you got to do it. You know, it, 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 any, everybody, anybody could do it. And so you'll see that around Chase Oaks. So that may be different to you. And it was different to me when I first came here. So you'll see uh, parents baptizing kids, sometimes kids baptizing parents. You'll see wives baptizing their husbands, husbands baptizing their wives, friends baptizing friends, life group leaders or youth group leaders or different people baptizing. And, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, we also, so today we will have pastors up here to baptize, but if you choose to get baptized, even if you didn't come ready to do that, you say, you know, I'm going to take this step today. Uh, and if you're with somebody that you'd rather baptize you than one of the pastors up here, that's great. Uh, we're all for it uh, because there's freedom there. Another question, is baptism necessary for salvation? And that's an easy answer. That's no. Uh, there's no act that we are called to do, no work that is necessary for salvation. Um, and uh, uh, that, that's the good news of the gospel is that it's not about us doing a bunch of stuff to try to earn God's favor. The good news of the gospel is we can't. And that's why Jesus came to do it for us to do it on our behalf. So like in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for it is by grace. That's a gift. It's by grace, God's grace. You've been saved through faith. And so we have faith. But notice what he says. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, meaning even God gives you the ability to do that. It's all him. Not by works, so that no one can boast. So the good news of what we call gospel or good news is that being saved or having a relationship with God is about not what we do, but what Jesus has already done on our behalf. And so we come to believe, and baptism is the first step of obedience. It's the way to go public. It's Jersey Day. It's saying, I'm on the team, but it's not what saves us. In light of that, you might think, well, if I'm going to heaven anyway, then do I really have to get baptized? Because it's kind of embarrassing, it's kind of inconvenient, I get my hair wet, I, you know, uh, do I really have to do that? And I think that's, so our, our next series is called Mind Games, which is all of us don't realize that we have some skewed thinking, me too. We all have skewed thinking, we don't even know. And it affects us every moment of our life. And so we're going to try to ask God, or we're going to not try to ask God, we're going to ask God to unskew our thinking in this next series. But that question is really bad thinking. To say, you know what? Jesus, I'm going to take a pass. I mean, I know you died on the cross and all that stuff. And I know this is the first step of obedience, but I just really don't want to do that. I don't like getting wet or whatever. I don't know. It's just kind of weak. And so I would, uh, I would say that's messed up thinking. Um, why should every Jesus follower be baptized is a great follow-up to that. And there's some really big reasons why this is such a big deal uh, for you. One thing, baptism is a marker event that seals your decision to follow Christ. As we saw earlier in Matthew 28, 
it's the first thing Jesus asks us to do. And I think, I think it's a very powerful thing because when we, when we choose to follow Jesus, become a Christian, to believe, that's a very internal thing, right? It's a, it's a, something that we do in our heart and our minds. But baptism makes that tangible. Baptism is something you can always look back on and say, you know, I remember that moment. It's a moment of clarity. Because you're going to lose clarity in life. I'm going to lose clarity in life. There's going to be times where we sin badly. And we'll assume, man, we're done. There's going to be times that we doubt in a big way. If you're authentic with yourself, you'll allow yourself to have those doubts. Okay, it's part of the journey. That's why it's faith journey. And that's going to happen. Things are going to happen where you're going to be disillusioned with God or you're going to be disillusioned with yourself or whatever. And baptism is something you can always look back on as a moment of clarity and remind yourself, you know what? I remember that. I remember that. I remember what God was doing in my life. I remember that I, I know I made that commitment to him. And I know that when we commit to him, he commits to us and he does not break it. Like the Bible says, even if we deny him, he does not deny us because he is faithful. Amen. And when you get on the team, you're on the team. And to look back and be like, I remember Jersey Day. I remember that. And it's very powerful for us. It's also very powerful for others. I mean, it's like we're in the Jersey. He's like letting people know this is what my life is about. A part of my brother's story who became a Christian through Chase Oaks Online, now is in heaven, is a friend of his got baptized. And he told him, I'm not going to get baptized until you agree to come. And when you come, I'm going to get baptized. And, and so Steve said, oh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And, uh, and just by happenstance, Christy and I happened to be in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, just visiting. And we were going to see my brother and his wife later uh, the next day. We went to a restaurant and there they were all celebrating baptism at the same restaurant. And, 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 and Steve explained, or uh, Steve's friend explained to me, yeah, he, the whole story, I decided to follow Jesus. And, this important, and I, I didn't want to leave my friend behind. And, you know, I told Steve, hey, you don't have to. You don't have to be on the team. You don't have to make the same commitment. But I just want you to know that this is really important to me. And I want you to support me in it. And it's a very powerful statement. And so today, uh, we're going to be taking pictures of people getting baptized uh, so that you can have those and put on social media and stuff and just let people know um, that, hey, I'm, you know, this is something I've done and something that's really important to me. And then I, we also know it's important for Jesus. The baptism honors him. He asks us to do it. And you'd think Jesus is like, hey, I'm cool, whatever you do. Like, I don't care. But he does care because he's relational. And that's why when you read some of these passages, like, hey, if you deny me, I mean, it, it does something to him. It's not like, yeah, whatever. Just like any relationship. I mean, when Christy and I were dating, I mean, imagine if she had said, hey, yeah, I want to, let's date, but just let's not tell anybody. Let's just keep it quiet because I don't really want anybody to know. I'd be like, you know, I don't think we're ready to date, right? I mean, I, I understand why you feel that way, but I don't think we're ready to date. And, um, and it's just, it's the way to go public with our faith. And so therefore, it's really an important moment and an important thing for him. And so therefore, I'd really encourage you, uh, even if you didn't come ready, we've got clothes for you to change into. We've never had these baptism shirts before. Uh, that's kind of a new thing, but we'll, we have those for you. And some shorts and stuff to change into um, so that you can participate. There's some people already ready. And you think, well, that's a little sudden. You know, I don't know. 
And, but that's the way it happened in the New Testament. It was so immediate. Like, like in Acts 8, we see that uh, where this uh, Philip, who was uh, an evangelist, is zipped over. It's a crazy story in Acts 8. Read it this week. Uh, where the Holy Spirit zaps him to this person, this Ethiopian eunuch. And if you don't know what a eunuch is, ask your mom or your dad. That'll be a fun conversation. But uh, even if you're like 50, just do it anyway. Call your mom and say, hey, what's a eunuch? Even if you know, it'd just be fun to do. But um, so anyway, this guy, he's an official in the Ethiopian empire who was Jewish, who was there at the Jewish festival. And he hears about Jesus and, and this guy who raised from the dead. And he's like... And then he's reading the Old Testament and he's putting all this stuff together, how the Old Testament points to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Is, God's involved in our story, I'm telling you. And so much so that he, he's like, hey, Philip, I'm going to zip you over to this dude who's putting some stuff together and I want you to help him. And so he's like literally just disappears from here and appears there is the story. And there's this Ethiopian eunuch right at his chariot. And here's what we read. It says, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please. Who is the prophet, the Old Testament prophet, talking about himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? Meaning right now, there's water. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized them. I love the question, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? He had just come to belief in that moment. And Peter's like, dude, you're right. Let's do it. And so therefore, I'd ask you the same question. Here's water. Why not get baptized? Uh, he didn't have a T-shirt, Philip, to change into or shorts, right? We do. And, uh, and I'm going to encourage you to do that. Let me just share a little bit how that might work. So for some of you, you know, depending on where you're at, some of you may be brand new in the faith. Maybe you're not a Christian yet. Maybe you haven't crossed the line of faith. I mean, maybe for you, this is your opportunity to say, you know what? I'm going to take the step of faith. I still have some doubts. I still have some questions, but we all do. And Jesus is okay with that. Say, you know, I'm just going to bring those with me and I'm going to choose right now to begin a relationship with God. And I'm going to show that by getting baptized. Some of you maybe have made that decision years ago. I remember baptizing. He moved to Austin. I saw him this week. A friend of mine that had been a Christian for a long time and a key leader in this church. And, uh, and he'd never been baptized, but he was kind of embarrassed. Like you get to a place where you're like, I've been a Christian a long time. I'm like a leader. And I just, people don't know. I'm like outing myself that I've never been baptized, you know. And, and he's like, obviously I got to push through that. And I was able to uh, baptize him. He's really tall. I didn't get his nose under. I'm a little worried about that, even years later. But um, he didn't, you know, do the whole deal. So I'll have to get him back and we'll do his nose. But, uh, but maybe you're in that in category. Or like I said, maybe you're baptized as an infant. And, and as a believer, you've never been baptized. I encourage you to do that. Maybe you've been, uh, maybe when you got baptized, you know, you were a kid in camp and it was, you know, all that. Or what, I don't know, what your parents wanted you to and you did, but you didn't really know what you were doing. You didn't really, just didn't mean anything to you. And this is an opportunity to say, hey, it actually means something. I, I know what I'm doing and, and I really, I want to take this step to honor God that way and kind of get the jersey in, so to speak. I don't know where you're coming from or what's going on, but I do encourage you to do it. And for those, there's some people who are already ready to go and they're going to 
get baptized first after we pray. There's, uh, the band is going to sing a song and, and then we'll do some worship music and celebrate these baptisms. Um, but if you want to get baptized, if you are not, like you said, I didn't come ready for this. Um, you can go out this door right here and they have the clothes for you to change into. And they'll, there's people back there who will guide you and you'll come over here and get baptized. And as I said, uh, if you want somebody to come with you, whether they baptize, baptize you or not, you just want somebody to come with you, that's great. Or if you want them to baptize you, that's great too. Um, and there will also be some pastors up here. Uh, if that's not the case, if you just want to be baptized by uh, one of our pastors, uh, Peter and Andat, who'll be up here. And, um, and we're going to pray and ask God just to guide us and say, God, is this, is this you want me to do this? Because I want to follow you. I want the jersey. I, I want to be on the team. And let me challenge you to take that step. That's where you're at. Let's pray together. Um, Father, I thank you for the fact that you invaded this planet with your son, Jesus. He became flesh, took on humanity, God taking on flesh to make it possible for us to, to know you forever. And Father, I pray for some people, this would be their moment to begin a relationship with you. I pray for others, this would be a moment to say, yeah, I, it's Jersey Day, I, I'm gonna take this step. Because this is what I want my life to be about. And I want everybody to know about it. I want to honor Jesus that way. And I, I want to do this for me too. That I can always know this moment of clarity that I did this. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>